Deuteronomy 8, verses 1 to 20, and that's on page 218 in the Pew Bible. Be careful to obey all the commands I am giving you today. Then you will live and multiply, and you will enter and occupy the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. Remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for these 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would obey his commands. Yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna, a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. He did it to teach you that people do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. For all these 40 years, your clothes didn't wear out and your feet didn't blister or swell. Think about it. Just as a parent disciplines a child, the Lord your God disciplines you for your own good. So obey the commands of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land of flowing streams and pools of water, with fountains and springs that gush out of the valleys and hills. It is a land of wheat and barley, of grapevines, fig trees and pomegranates, of olive oil and honey. It is a land where food is plentiful and nothing is lacking. It is a land where iron is as common as stone and copper is abundant in the hills. When you have eaten your fill, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. But this is the time to be careful. Beware that in your plenty you do not forget the Lord your God and disobey his commands, regulations and decrees that I am giving you today. For when you have become full and prosperous and built fine homes to live in, and when your flocks and herds have become very large and your silver and gold have multiplied along with everything else, be careful. Do not become proud at that time and forget the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. Do not forget that he led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its poisonous snakes and scorpions where it was so hot and dry. He gave you water from the rock. He fed you with manna in the wilderness, a food unknown to your ancestors. He did this to humble you and test you for your own good. He did all this so that you would never say to yourself, I have achieved this wealth with my own strength and energy. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful. In order to fulfill the covenant, he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. But I assure you of this. If you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods, worshipping and bowing down to them, you will certainly be destroyed. Just as the Lord has destroyed other nations in your path, you also will be destroyed if you refuse to obey the Lord your God. Amen. Now, if you do have your Bible with you this morning or you've got the church Bible in front of you, uh, then please do turn back to Deuteronomy chapter 8 uh, as we look at this passage this morning. Now, as I said earlier, this morning we're moving into our month of remembrance as we move uh, into November. And we'll be celebrating communion uh, this morning, the ultimate act of remembrance when we think about 
uh, all that the Lord has done for us uh, and the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus. The next Sunday, we'll obviously be having our Remembrance Sunday service. And throughout this month, we are going to be thinking about remembering via the book of Deuteronomy. Now, as we begin this series together, uh, just some context first of all. Uh, The book of Deuteronomy is part of the law of Moses, uh, the fifth of the first five books of the Bible, the, the Pentateuch. And the word Deuteronomy literally means second law. And this is Moses retelling and re-emphasizing the law as he was given it by God at Mount Sinai. You see, Moses has led the Israelites uh, throughout the wilderness for uh, 40 years, but Moses himself is not going to go into the promised land. And so here is Moses with the Israelite people, And they're on the east side of the River Jordan. And in many ways, these are Moses' last words. This is what he wants to remind them of. And Deuteronomy is a recording of all that Moses said. Now, over the next few weeks, we're not going to look at the whole of of Deuteronomy, uh, although that would be a good thing to read uh, over this month. Uh, But we are just going to look at a few chapters. And this morning, we're going to look at uh, chapter 8. Now, I want to look at this passage this morning in two sections. The first is verses 1 through to 10, and we're going to be thinking about remembering. And the second is we're going to look at verses 11 through to 20, where we're going to think about not forgetting. Now, immediately you might be thinking to yourself, well, what's the difference between remembering and not forgetting? The answer is not much, okay? However, remembering in my mind is more to do with the past, i.e., we we say to our friends and our families, don't we, do you remember that time when we we had that certain experience? Do do you remember that time we went on holiday and we had that uh, amazing huge ice cream and, you know, it's, it's kind of reminiscing. We remember, we remember the past. It's the past shaping our present. Do not forget, in my mind, is more about future action. And making sure what happens in the future doesn't make us forget what happens in the past. So that's the the basic split we're going to do this morning. Verses 1 to 10 and verses 11 uh, to 20. Now in verses 1 to 10, Moses invites the Israelites to remember. The opening verse acts as an introduction to this. So verse 1. And we see that Moses tells the Israelites that if they obey the commands he's giving them today, they will be blessed and things will go well with them. But as well as things going well for them in the land, Moses then gives the Israelites the reason as to why they should obey the Lord. And he leads the Israelites on this journey of remembrance. That's what you see in verses 2 through to 10. And so Moses reminds the Israelites that that the Lord has led the people for these last 40 years in the wilderness. And Moses points out the faithfulness of God. Because yes, sometimes it's not been easy during those 40 years. The Lord humbled them. He tested their character. But God has always been faithful. That's what Moses is reminding 
the Israelites of here. He provided food for them, and for 40 years, their clothes didn't wear out, their feet didn't blister or swell. In other words, the Lord treated the Israelites as children. He's disciplined them, he's humbled them, but he's always provided for them and guided them. And perhaps as you look back over your own life, that's been your experience. You see, the Lord doesn't promise that things will be easy in life. And indeed, when you become a Christian, things are most likely harder than they were before. That's a strange thing, isn't it? Some people don't understand that. They think, oh, well, once you're a Christian, things will be a breeze. Quite often it's harder when you become a Christian. But God is faithful. That's what verses 1 to 10 are about. And as we look back in our life, if you're a Christian here today, you know that He has been faithful. You know that God has been there. You know there's times when, yes, it's been hard, but underpinning it all, God has helped you through. And so Moses reminds the Israelites of God's goodness and asks them to remember. And they are to remember because their circumstances are about to change quite dramatically. Because here are the Israelites that have been wandering about in the wilderness for years and years and years. And every day they have to go out and collect this strange stuff off the ground called manna. But now they're going to be entering into the promised land. And in contrast to the wilderness, this land has flowing streams, pools of water, fountains, springs. So it's got plenty of water. Remember when the Israelites were in the, the wilderness? Sometimes they would complain to Moses, we're thirsty. Remember that time when Moses tapped the rock with the staff of God and water came gushing out and the Israelites were so delighted because they were so thirsty? Well, this land's going to be different. Streams, fountains, springs, plenty of water. It also has wheat, barley, grapevines, fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil, honey. It's got plenty of food. It's not just going to be boring manna every single day. And there's iron and copper, plenty of resources to work with. In other words, Moses is saying to the people, your circumstances are going to change. It's going to be completely different. And when they enter the land, they are to praise God for it. Now, when the people of Israel heard this, they're probably thinking to themselves, well, this is great. No more wandering in the desert. No more eating manna. Imagine having manna every single day for 40 years. One of my friend's dads was a lorry driver. And he, had, he told me one day that for the last 25 years, he had cheese sandwiches every day for his lunch. I never understood it. Imagine having manna for 40 days, 40 years. Day after day after day. It must have been quite boring. When the people of Israel hear about pomegranates and honey and oh, wonderful, probably thinking this is great. Why would you not think this is great? Sounds fabulous. But what Moses then goes on to say in verse 11, and in verse 11 to 20, might be surprising for them. And this is where do not forget 
comes in. Okay, we've had the remembering. Remember how God has been faithful. Remember how God has been good, how he sustained you. But now, do not forget. Because he says in verse 11, that is the time to be careful. Now, that might surprise us because we might be thinking, well, when the Israelites go into the promised land, they'll give grateful thanks to God, that they will be so wonder, you know, wondering at the wheat and the barley and water that's plentiful. They'll just be praising God. This is amazing. Thank you, Lord, so much. But think about how human nature works. Is it not the case that it's when things are going well in our lives that we tend to neglect our relationship with God? Is that not true? Is it not when we prosper that we think we don't really need God? You see, sometimes we hear stories of people who've forgotten where they come from, don't we? You often hear that in the media, don't you? People who are from humble beginnings, but then they begin to, to prosper. Maybe they uh, take, you know, start a business and, and you know, they become, become a millionaire and then a billionaire or whatever it might be, and they leave their roots behind. Perhaps they leave their friendships behind. And the people who are left behind start grumbling because in their eyes, the person has forgotten their roots. They've forgotten where they come from. And knowing human nature, Moses says to the Israelites to be careful and do not forget the Lord your God. In other words, do not forget the past. Don't forget where you've come from and don't forget the Lord your God and all that he has done. You see, the temptation and the constant struggle for the Israelites is that when they prosper, that they begin to trust in themselves and in their own strength, and they become proud. Whereas actually, it's the Lord who, as we see in verse 18, gives the people the power to be successful. And so the people are to make sure that they don't forget, that they don't forget what the Lord has done, that they don't forget the Lord himself. Because if they do, as we see in the last couple of verses, there will certainly be consequences. But what are we to make of this today? Well, there's a couple of things I want us to think about. The first is to ensure that we remember all that the Lord has done in our lives. Do we remember all that the Lord has done in our lives? Because often it's only with hindsight that we understand that through the bad times and through the good times, that God is the one who is faithful. And it's important that we remember and we give grateful thanks. It's important that we remember that's why it's a good practice, isn't it? When we, when we wake up each day, Lord, I'm so thankful for another new day. I'm thankful for your goodness. I'm thankful that you're the Lord of creation. I'm thankful, Lord God, that when I woke up this morning, it was bright sunshine. But also, Lord God, I'm really thankful when it's gray and murky and dark and, and rainy because we need that too. Lord God, I thank you so much. Do you remember all that the Lord has done? You spend time thanking him that God is faithful. And secondly, it's important that we don't forget. It's important we don't forget. 
You see, the temptation for us is that when life is going well, that we simply forget about God and we begin to trust in ourselves. You see, it's true, isn't it? That it's often during the difficult times, the times that are painful, that we tend to cry out to God. But in the good times, that's when we have to guard against complacency and to be careful that we don't forget about God and instead we have to keep our relationship with God strong. So on this 5th of November, let's remember, remember, and not forget. And if you're here today and you're struggling, remember the past. Remember the goodness of God, because sometimes it's when you're really, really struggling, you look back and think, God was faithful then. He'll still remain faithful now. He is unchanging. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And therefore, I know God is with me now. I may not feel Him, but I know He's there with me because of my experience in the past. So if you're struggling today, remember the past. Remember the goodness of God. He hasn't forgotten about you. But if you're going through a good time this morning, then the challenge is, well, don't forget the Lord. Don't forget Him. Don't rely on your own strength. Don't think it's all about you. Because that's the temptation. Because when we start trusting in ourselves, that's the very moment, isn't it? The things will go wrong. And we'll need to call out to God once more. And the very last thing this morning is this. As we are gathered here this morning, what are we about to do? We're about to celebrate communion together. And of course, in celebrating communion, one of the major parts is remembering. It's remembering. Because at the Last Supper, Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. And all throughout the ages, all throughout the generations, this is what the church has done. It's taken these elements of bread and wine, and it's remembered the Lord Jesus. And so every time we celebrate communion, we collectively remember. We remember why we're here. We remember what's central to our faith. And we glorify Jesus. So today, let's remember the Lord. Let's remember all that He has done. Let's remember and not forget. Shall we just pray together? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word to us this day. And Father, we thank you that Moses asks the Israelites to remember, to remember the faithfulness of you, Lord God, how you sustained them throughout those 40 years. You were always there uh, for them, even during the difficult times. You were the one who sustained them, watched over them, and the one who was faithful. And Father, as we look back at our own lives, Perhaps we can see times when you have been there, times when you have been close, times when you have helped us through. And Father, as we come to worship this morning, maybe we are really struggling. If that's the case, Lord God, help us to to look back, to remember times when we know that you have been there, times when you have sustained us, 
times you have revealed yourself to us. And may that give us the strength as we cling to you to move forward into the future. But also, Lord God, we thank you for the way that Moses warns the Israelites not to be complacent. Because when the Israelites go into the land, it's a land flowing with milk and honey. It's a land of prosperity. And Father, we recognize that the way human nature is, that sometimes when things are going well, then we forget about you, that we trust in ourselves, that we think, oh, we've done it in our own strength. Father, help us every day, every moment, to humble ourselves before you and to recognize that all that we have, all that we are, truly is yours. And it's down to your grace, your mercy, and your love. So, Father, speak to us this morning. Help us to be a people who remember and a people who do not forget. For we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.